The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever. Interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm here with Christine Faltanowski of the Kansas Bee Company. Christine brought me a pound of local honey. I'm so excited. Thank you, Christine, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And wait till you taste that honey. You are going to tell a difference. If you've really? ever eaten store-bought honey, you are going to tell a difference when you eat that honey. Right. I mean, yes. I try to find, like, even store-bought. I, mm-hmm. I try to find local because I know, I mean, I'm a big local mm-hmm. foodivore. Mm-hmm. But I can, I'm so excited. So what kind of flowers went into this? That's a good question. So the bees fly three miles a day to find food. That's crazy. So we have no idea what's in there. We couldn't right. even tell you. We right. could send it off for testing. Really? But yeah, they do. Um, other than so that, cool. we don't, we, unless we're following them, we have no idea what they're eating. Put a little cam on their little legs. That would be awesome. Something. Wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> so three miles, I mean, it could be dandelions, it could be... Uh, yes. Flowers. It could be. Uh, you never know. I will say though, if you see clover honey on a bottle, right. you know it's lighter. So because it makes a lighter honey, right. so you can kind of guess at, at some things. Mm-hmm. The darker the honey, it's more of a fall blend. Okay. So we do know. We kind of have a general idea. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I spent a month in Europe this year, and uh, part of that was going to the Gruyere Cheese Factory. And they talked about all of the different things the cows eat and mm-hmm. how it winds up in the milk. Yes. And how it winds up in the cheese. And yes. so you can taste some of these. So it kind of sounds like the same thing. That sounds amazing. You're going to taste flowers as soon as you open oh, up that honey and wow. take a bite. It's immediate flowers. It's right. it's really different from your store-bought. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to let me know what you think. I will definitely yeah. let you know what I think. So I, I've knew about Christine on Facebook, Mm -hmm. of course, so many things come from social media, and immediately I thought, that sounds like such a fascinating topic, and you certainly know your stuff about bees. I've been learning about bees, 
When you love something, it's easy to learn about it, right? Right. My attention span is just 100% when it comes to any kind of new information about bees. I'm right on it. I'm learning all about it. And I'm self-taught. I did have a good mentor, but I'm I'm pretty much self-taught. Wow. And how long have you been doing this? This is my fourth year, so not a long time. No. And there are people who have been doing this for 40, 50 years. Oh, right. Yeah. There's 80-year-olds out in the bee yard. Wow. Yeah. Is that what you call it, the bee yard? The bee yard, yeah. (laughs) I think that's so fun. Yeah. And so um, how did you get into it? So, you know, I was just looking for a hobby for my husband and I, Mm -hmm. and I thought, let's do beekeeping. That looks fun. I've always been obsessed with bugs. Have you? Yeah. I used to collect grasshoppers when I was a kid. I'd come home with, like, pockets full of grasshoppers, drive my mom nuts, but um, we were in Germany, and there seemed to be a lot of grasshoppers over there for some reason. Right. So um, anyway, I just thought I'm going to do this hobby and now I run this business and wow. it's like a fever. Really? How yeah. so? You start one hive. I always tell people when they say, I just want one. Mm-hmm. That's your gateway hive. Yeah. You're going to end up with 10 by <laughs> year two. There are people who, who always say, I just want one. And then they always regret not getting two, three, four, a month into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because one hive, how many bees would that sustain? Um, one hive has 40,000 bees. What? In its prime um, of the season, 40,000. Wow, that's, yeah. wow, that's a lot. It takes a lot of bees to make just that one pound of honey. Right. It takes a lot of bees. Wow. How and, many hives would go into <clears throat> creating a, a pound of honey? So one hive can generate about 40 pounds of honey. So okay. 40 of these for one hive. Wow. But a bee yeah. only creates a twelfth of a teaspoon of honey in its entire life. Really? One bee. Twelfth of a teaspoon? Twelfth of a teaspoon of honey. Oh, my gosh. It's the life's work of one bee. Wow. Yeah. It, it takes a lot of lot of energy to it make does. that. It does. Why do bees make honey? Well, they make honey because it's what they eat. Okay. See, I always mistakenly thought they ate pollen. Well, they so it's interesting. So pollen, they use pollen to make what we call bee bread. That's what they feed the babies oh as they're goodness. being born. They feed mm-hmm. them this this substance called bee bread. They mix honey and they mix pollen, and the little um, larva gets fed thirteen hundred times a day. Oh my god! Yeah. What? Yeah. So that's wow. where the pollen comes in. Okay. Yeah. To feed their babies. To feed the babies. And so they go through, I'm, forgive me, I'm asking all kinds of nerdy, (laughs) weird questions because this is fascinating and I know nothing about it. So they make larvae just like any other, like a moth or a fly or... Yes, the queen lays a thousand eggs a day. Wow. In the summer. She won't, she's not right now. Right. Right now, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll talk about that. um, So she's laying a thousand eggs a day. Oh my god! It takes 21 days for that egg to become an adult bee. Right. So in that time frame, they're getting fed constantly by the nurse bees. Because every bee has a job in the hive. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. social. It's very social. People don't understand. It's like a, it is like a um, promotion. They get promoted throughout their lifespan of different jobs. Oh, I didn't realize that. I yeah. thought some were born to be drones, some were born to be this or that. You're all, they're born to be nurse bees, and then okay. they become 
workers go out and do their work. Right. And so it's like a life cycle. Oh, interesting. There's different stages. You yeah. really have learned a lot about this. You kind of have to because it's good to know what stage of bees you're looking at in your hive. Of course. Yeah, it's that good for sense. hive maintenance. Right. Oh, that is fascinating. Now, um, we discussed radiating hope in this episode. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what the radiating hope is about? So, I know there's a lot of gloom and doom about the bee, the bees a, a, as a whole. Um, right. Colony collapse. I know we have horrible pesticides. But I have hope. I have hope that our bees are going to be looked at as more important parts of our agriculture system. Oh, of every system. Yes. But a lot of people don't understand that one out of three bites comes from a bee. No, but, oh, of food. Yes. What? Yes. One out of three bites is thanks to a bee's pollination. Oh, my God. Whether that be the honeybee or a native bee. Right. One out of three bites is dependent on the bee. Wow. So I think more and more people are really taking this serious. So I have hope that as a society, we're going to start to look at things differently and how Mm -hmm. we use our pesticides. Right. Buying local honey. Right. Becoming a beekeeper. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Right. Because becoming a beekeeper, you are... Right, you're you're sustaining a hive, but you're also expanding the the breadth of mm-hmm. and the reach of bees. Yes, right? you are. You are. And as long as there is a queen bee and at least one male, we're going to have more bees. But you know, this is something that we need to be aware of. We do. We do need to um, take care of our bees because they do right. so much for us. Oh, so much. Okay, mm-hmm. so pollination. So mm-hmm. of course we would we wouldn't have. Food, we wouldn't have plants without pollination. And flowers. And flowers. Beautiful flowers, right. yes. So planting a flower garden is not a frivolous activity. Oh, it, the number one thing I tell people, if they say to me, hey, I want to help the bees, but I don't want to be a beekeeper. The number one thing I say is, buy local honey. Right. The number two thing I say is, plant a wildflower garden. Right. Can you imagine what it would be like if everybody just planted a little garden in their, even in their backyard. Right. Or just leave the dandelions. Right. Don't spray the dandelions. Right. Well, yes, because pesticides, the, the pesticides, they kill all pests and yes. they kill insects. That's what they're made to do. Right. And they don't discriminate. They don't discriminate. And the bee is coming out of winter and they're looking for those dandelions right, right away. The very first flower. Yes. Very good nectar source. And if it's sprayed with Roundup, they're digesting that roundup. Oh, that's that's that is tragic. I know many countries in the EU have banned roundup yes. and similar pesticides. So um, Europe takes the stance of we're going to really investigate these pesticides before we use them. Right. The United States takes the stance of, you know what, let's just use them and then we'll see what happens. Exactly. Unfortunately, that's the way right. it works. We become the experiment. Our Right. Yeah. We become the lab. Our land becomes the lab and our climate. Right. Well, that is unfortunate. Um, now, is that related? Is the use of pesticides related to colony collapse? It's a dual problem. So you've got okay. you've got this pest called the Varroa mite. Okay. It came over into the United States in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's a mite, just like you a mite a on a human. Mite or yeah. Right. 
Um, it attaches itself to the bees as they're visiting flowers because oh. it lives in the flowers. Oh, it does. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it attaches themselves to the bees, and it basically sucks all the fat, the nutrients out of that bee, and so it, it makes stars them. Yes, it makes their immune system so weak that they can't then handle the pesticides. Okay. Because people say, well, we have we eat Roundup, because we really do. There's Roundup in our oh, foods right. and things like that. Correct, but we also aren't weakened from a mite living on our body either. So it's right. a duality problem that's mm-hmm. hurting the bees. Wow. Like some people believe that if they just had the mites, they'd be okay if they didn't have the pesticides on top of it. Weakening them. Right. 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 And so then, and I've heard even that the, the hive can get like infections or inf- is that accurate they can get diarrhea wow um, it's called nosema they can get a gut um, bacteria there's but there's really a treatment for everything even the mites okay there's just no treatment for the pesticides we right. can't do anything about no, it no we can't no that's terrible that's devastating yeah absolutely devastating and so this is a pro- this is a problem mm-hmm. now i know there are many different pollinators Mm-hmm. Right. There are. Bees are not the only ones. What are some other pollinators? You've got hummingbirds, right. moths, wasps. I know everybody, oh, excuse me. I know everybody hates the, mob, the wasps, but they really do. They eat a lot of mosquitoes. So wasps it's good to do? have. Yeah, they do. Okay, well. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't like them either. Bats. <laughs> Bats. Um, and you've got a million different kinds of native bees. I feel like right. the honeybees always get the most attention right and, and i'm okay with that because i love them but we do need to also recognize that there are so many native bees out there so what's the difference between a native bee and a honeybee oh man a native bee that's a good question so i guess the most technical difference is that the honeybee creates honey okay. the native bees they do but it's only for themselves okay the honeybee creates honey in excess which is why we're able to right, take some of their honey. We don't want to take all of their honey. Right. We don't ever want to take all their honey. Um, and then the, there's a lot of native bees that live underground. and Sure. Yeah. So that's Wood basically bees different. bees. Yes. And, right. Carpenters. And carpenter bees. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are carpenter bees. There are. Okay. They're kind of pesky. They, they eat your wood. That's why oh, they're that's, called carpenter oh, bees. Oh, not good. Yeah. But they do pollinate some stuff. So kind right. of, Yeah. So there are other pollinators, but mm-hmm. so why why are bees so important then as pollinators? Well, be, because the honeybees are the ones that are pollinating the crops. Mm-hmm. So there's this huge business in California with almond pollination. Right. It's hundreds, huge. well, not even hundreds of thousands, million dollar business. Oh, right. Most of the world's almonds come from California. Yes. Well, they're trucking in these semi-trucks of bees. Oh, to pollinate, oh. and they're paying beekeepers per hive. It's huge business. Sure, huge business. Well, they can't truck in a native colony. Oh, so right. honeybees are the most mobile. They're the bees that can move. Right. So they are the right. ones. So as soon as they're done in California with the almonds, they're off to the blueberries or the apples. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, I see. It's big business because they're mobile. They're mobile, right? I guess they'll go wherever the queen goes. Yes, they go. Well, they go in their hive and they transport right. them. Like I said, there you can see a semi truck just driving down the highway, loaded with hundreds of colonies. Oh my goodness! Yeah, 
Right, and these are the ones that we see the the box type of hives mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. talking about. You said your husband made you one that was so beautiful you don't want to use it. I know he's he's kind of mad because he spent three months making it, but. <sighs> Well, but that would be wonderful if you had a storefront. Just put it in there for yes. display purposes or for your, your classes. I do want to talk about that. Yes. You teach people how to keep bees. I do. That's my passion. I, I, I Bee awareness that. and bee education is my motto. Right. Um, we have a club, Cass County Bee Club. Mm-hmm. We are teaching a beginner beekeeping class all day, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Wow. Um, in Harrisonville. Right. Now, that's coming up before this episode's going to be out, I think. What, what is the date? No, that's January the 11th, oh, that's 2020. January 11th. Wonderful. Yeah. January 11th, 2020. Mm-hmm. We'll put uh, the link to your website and Facebook stuff all in the show notes so people can find that. Great. Right. So January 11th, the beekeeping class. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All day, you said. All day. That's wonderful. It's a lot of information. You'll come out of there thinking, oh, my goodness, what did I just learn? And then you'll get in the bee yard, and you'll remember everything that you were taught it just it's magic that way well right because you've only been in this business for four years and you know so much about the bees Mm -hmm. that is wonderful so what do people learn in a beekeeping class well they learn how to do inspections um, okay what you're looking for Mm -hmm. how to find eggs how to treat for those pests that we were talking about right how to extract honey when it's time to extract honey um how to prevent a swarm all kinds of good stuff. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so the swarm, is that when the bees get angry and they come after you? No. Um, a swarm is when the bees decide, you know what, this place is too small for us. Okay. We're living in a studio. We need a two-bedroom apartment. That's what I always say. So they decide as a colony, it's time to go. Oh. So the old queen leaves. She leaves after they've made new queen replacements. Oh my gosh, this is fascinating. Yeah. So they so you open up the hive and you look and you have all these cells hanging down and they are queens that are gonna be born. Oh my god. They look like peanuts hanging down from the bottom of your frame. Wow. And you're like, Oh, this hive's getting ready to swarm. The old queen leaves because she she doesn't want to stay behind because it's gonna be a fight to the death. Oh <laughs> my god. It's brutal in the bee world. In the insect world in, in general. Absolutely. So the hive takes off with the old queen, leaving behind half the other half of the hive with those new queens that are getting ready to emerge. And the first one out usually is going to go sting all the rest of them to death oh. as they're in those cells. Or the two will be born and they'll have a fight. But one of them makes it and one of them's the new queen. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then they have a little coronation and there's yes. a ball and all. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, well, this is very intricate. Yes. You know, you hear about bees being social insects and having colonies and things like that, but this is a lot more complex than I even realized. It, it, that's why we have a class. That's because wonderful. Because it, it, takes, it, it takes knowledge to get into it. It's just like any other hobby. Sure. If you want to do it well, you have to practice. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to yeah. know about it, learn yes. about it, right? Yes. Absolutely. You want to learn woodworking, what woods work best and what glues do you use. I mean, there's a lot of knowledge that goes into any hobby, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. this sounds like this is the type of hobby where it, um, it's like the more you know, the better you're going to be successful and be able to grow colonies. It is. And it takes years. I'm, I'm still learning. Sure. So it's not anything you're, people get real upset if they lose a high first year and I say, 
it's your first year. It's get, right. give yourself a break. You, at least you started it. Congratulations exactly. for starting this wonderful hobby. You know more now than you did before. Absolutely. So this time of year, of course, it's cold. It is cold as heck, you guys, here in Kansas City right now. So um, the bees are obviously not active. There's no flowers or anything going on. So what are what do you need to know as a beekeeper during the winter time? How to help them manage the winter? So you need to leave them sixty pounds of honey. Okay. For the winter. How do you know it's sixty pounds? You lift it up. Okay. And you feel it, and if it feels like it's about. 60 pounds, you know they've got enough. Okay. Plus, you do a visual. You're right. You take a look inside. You can tell the frames have honey. Right. So you make sure you leave them that honey for winter. And, you know, going into winter, if there's a, a bigger size colony, they're mm-hmm. going to have a bigger, what we call, cluster. Because basically what I say, they do all winter is snuggle. Sure. That's what I yeah. would love to do all winter. So you know how we're sitting here together, and yeah. we can probably feel each other's body heat a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. So we got... 40,000 bees all clustered together, the queens in that center mm-hmm. keep it nice and toasty. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, they've got to protect her at all costs. She lives three years. Okay. They live six to eight weeks. Is that all? That's it. So longer in the, in the winter because they're not doing hardly anything. Right. But basically six to eight weeks. Oh, my God. So they, and they even will come out of the cluster uh-huh. and get a little bit cooler to let the other ones kind of rotate oh, in. Oh, sure. That's so yep. nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're all female. What? Yeah. All the drones are killed off before winter. Oh, my God. They don't let the drones, the males, make it. Pretty sad life for the drones. That is very sad. Yeah. So they're all females and only one is a queen. Mm-hmm. How do they get new males? So, by the next spring, she will lay dr- um, drones. Oh, my gosh. She will lay the males first. This is amazing. (laughs) This is so fascinating. Because the drones, the males have to get out there because they have to be ready to congregate in what we call a drone congregation area for virgins to be flying through to get mated. (laughs) (laughs) This is so awesome. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. Oh, my gosh. They have to go to the congregation so they can get mated. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, they they wow. mate mid flight, and it doesn't end well for the males. I don't know if I can say on your program, but well, avoid the four letters. Yeah. I think we're going to be fine. They're they explode. What after insemination? Yeah, it's pretty brutal for the drones. Well, it must be really awesome when they inseminate <laughs> to make it worth it. They go out with a bang. <laughs> Yes. Obviously, yes. nobody tells them. No, they would not. Well, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Or it's really worth it. So. Yeah, I don't think they know that's going to happen. I, you know, I did not learn that with the birds and the bees. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> they explode. Yeah. Now, what, why do you think that is? I don't know. It's just a very aggressive mating. It, it happens mid-flight, and I think, not to be like too graphic, but... It almost like it gets his lower half gets trapped sure. and then to to eject to out eject. of there. Right. It just happens like to where they just okay. break in half. Well, I I've heard that that's the way with uh, praying mantises. You know, when the the female eats the male male's mm-hmm. head, mm-hmm. that it makes him ejaculate. Right. 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 So okay, so it's biology. Yeah. And uh, it's just amazing how 
all of this got started, how the universe just knows what's going to work out, and yes, the yearly cycles. Of course, you mentioned the dandelions being the first food, and as they're coming out of the hive, but it's also the most, you know, one of the most nutritious things that we can eat as well. And so, mm-hmm. just amazing how this all. I'm so nerding out on the universe, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just crazy to me how these things come together, and everything is just planned out so well. Yeah, that's why global warming, I think, is messing with this order of how things are going but that's another program yeah yeah right that's another program i know global warming is probably not the best for the bees either i don't know i don't know about the correlation between global warming and the bees i Mm -hmm. i don't know i'd have to do some research into that sure right Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. So I wanted to switch gears just a little bit and um, ask about the health benefits of honey. Oh, goodness, yes. I know that's a big topic as well. Yes, so many. Uh, I wish I had my sheet in front of me because literally I think think it has every single vitamin you need. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I right. can't list them all off without my. Um, oh, that's okay. I'm sure that there's places to go for that information, but it's just full of nutrients. It is. In fact, they are using this the the honey, the local raw honey, as a burn treatment in hospitals. I did not realize that. Why the local? It has more pollen, and right. so when I say local, and I the difference between local and store bought, right? And not all store bought is is this way. But they are boiling down all of the pollen out, adding back in high fructose corn syrup, and selling it as honey. Gosh, right, when it's not honey. Right. So when I say local, I mean it has the pollen, it has that the the nutrients in it. Absolutely. Okay. And then also, you know, raw versus not raw? Well, I would say raw, raw, true raw honey is going to be honey. If you go up to a, a hive and you stick your finger in and you right. take a bite, we do filter it once because we can't sell honey that has bee legs and right. parts bee in poop it. And yeah, things like that. Right. Um, but it, it, ours is the rawest we can get it, as is most beekeepers. Right. For sure. Right. right. But yeah, definitely. I mean, if you have a sore throat, grab some honey. It soothes your throat. Absolutely. It's there are there's I'm gonna probably send you like a, a thing, 
like a sheet where I have all the benefits because there's so many of them and I don't want to not forget one of them. Right. So I can scan it and put it in our social yes. media. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fantastic. So if you're listening or watching, just follow us on social media mm-hmm. and then you'll see all these wonderful benefits of honey. Mm-hmm. But there's besides the honey, well, also honey with, um, you had mentioned to me earlier about allergies. Yes. So I, before I did this, I was taking Benadryl and Claritin oh my gosh, daily. Yeah. And I'm still going to be like, you know, yeah, outside. Here in the Midwest, it's, yeah. Yeah, allergies are terrible. It, they are. And so. And year round. Yes, year round. It's not like we ever get a break. No, we don't get a break. Everybody's like, wait till it freezes. Well, it freezes, it froze, and I'm still having allergies. Absolutely. So, um, so I started taking my honey, my own honey. Mm-hmm. I stopped it. 100% That's great. I stopped That's awesome. it. Yeah. Is that because you're taking in the pollen as well and getting like kind of the. Um, you know, like a, the benefits of like an allergy shot where you get uh, your body gets acclimated. I believe so. I believe that uh-huh. you are ingesting that pollen and your body's building up a tolerance to it. That's what I mean. Almost yes. like when we get the flu shot. Right. What is that? It's a little bit of the flu, right? So your body can learn exactly. how to attack it. Exactly. That's oh. what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, besides honey, which it sounds like it's got lots of nutrients, mm-hmm. helps us with allergies, has antiseptic qualities perhaps because of the burn? Yes. Using it on burns? I believe so, yes. Right. Well, and they talk about you get stung by a bee, you put honey on it. I have done that in a right. pinch. If I've been out in the bee yard and I've gotten stung, mm-hmm. um, and I don't have my plantain, which is real good. Oh, right. Yeah, real good. I will grab some honey and put it on there. Right. Well, plantain um, is a plant that grows wild here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's something you can even find outside. So mm-hmm. that's I love how nature just provides us all these things that we need and can really use. It really, everything we need is mm-hmm. right there. It is. It, it, it just, it's right there. We don't need to add in no. high fructose corn syrup to our honey. No. We don't need that. We don't need to, we can go out and get aloe and use it on a burn. Right. Everything we need is right there. Exactly. I would imagine the only reason to add high fructose corn syrup is just to be able to make, fill more bottles. Bingo. Right. And then I've also heard that um, people who are producing commercially available honey, they will mix batches from different states just to, you know, so you're not getting the benefits of the local plants. That's that what true? it is, and that's why it's real important to read the label. Okay. Great. I tell people, please read the label, because it'll say U.S. Grade A, mm-hmm. and people think, oh, the U.S. Produced, produced it. Produced this. You can look in mm-hmm. the back, and it says, product of Brazil. Right. So the U.S. Grade A is just the U.S. standards for mm-hmm. this foreign-produced honey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So read the label. Where is the hive? That, not really where is the hive located, but... What is it a product of? Mm-hmm. Where is it produced? Right. Not where is it bottled. Right. Absolutely. Because that's a big one. It's I even have right. local in Missouri that say but they'll have an address of mm-hmm. peculiar Missouri, but it's not. It's not produced. peculiar. Right. Yeah. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And you know, different countries, different locations have different. Laws about you know pesticide use mm-hmm. and that type of thing, they and do. what you can call organic and what you can't, right? But then there's oh, then exponentially we can look at how far is it transported and what is the carbon footprint of that and right. what are the human rights? I mean, what kind of wages do workers make? I mean, we can grow this exponentially if we want to. Right. So we kind of pick which 
Which hill we want to die on. And I'm a big supporter of local. Me too. Local business. Let's, right. let's not help Amazon make another billion. They've got more than enough. Right. Let's help each other succeed. Absolutely. Local economy. Yes. My In the, the kits I sell, the wood, the boxes I purchase are from a guy in Kansas. See, he perfect. makes them in Kansas. That's why I could, I could get them cheaper, mm-hmm. but I want to support a local business. So let's talk about these kits that you have. Yes. I am so excited about my kits. The Master Hive Kit. Yes. So it literally has everything that you need. It has all your boxes, wow. your frames, your tools, the full suit, mm-hmm. Very a important. full hive of bees. Wow. <laughs> and it has a class with me. Yes. When you come to pick up your bees in May, you're going to get into a hive with me. Wow. We did it this year, and it was a hit. We had 100 people. What? 100 people come through and take this class. And they all did the kits? They all did the kits. Loved it. Wow. Loved it. That's fantastic. Like I said, I, like, almost every day I'm talking to somebody, and they're like, I've been hearing a lot about bees lately, (laughs) and I've been thinking about beekeeping. It's all the buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you're so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that sounds like a blast. Yeah. Yeah. The kits are great because they're everything you need, one-stop shop. Right. And when I was starting, I, I was like, what do I really need? What do I, how do I do this? This is everything. And you sh- show them how to. And I show them how to do it. Their, right. Their first inspection. And if you go on my Google reviews, you'll see that I'm going to be there for you. Yeah. I'm not going to just forget about you when you leave. And right. if you call me with a question, I don't care what time, I'm going to answer your question. I'm Still your life. Yeah. I want people to succeed. I didn't do this. I, I didn't make, make this business to make money. I did it to help the bees. That's wonderful. If I won the lotto tomorrow, right. I would give everybody a hive. I just... Right. I can't, I can't do that, but I did it for the bees. Absolutely. We, yeah. we thank you for that, too, because yeah. we need them. We need them. Oh, I just remembered we didn't finish talking about some of the health benefits. I know there's health benefits of honey. Yes. But then there's also um, propolis. You know, there is health benefits to propolis. There is a throat spray you can make if you've okay. got a strep throat or something like that. Yes. Um, I am a big believer, and I leave everything for the bees. Mm-hmm. I don't take their pollen. I don't take their propolis. I take as very little as honey as I as I need to. Right. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of... There's royal jelly. Right. There is propolis. There's pollen. There um, People love to eat um, the, the honeycomb. The honeycomb, right. Although the comb doesn't have any nutrients in it. It's the honey that's got the nutrients. Right. Um, but, yeah, there's literally um, people that will make things out of every part of a hive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, beeswax is so versatile. Mm-hmm. You can make so many things. So what is... Uh, propolis is kind of has some antibacterial qualities, is that right? Yes, yeah, so propolis is a mixture of tree sap and honey. Oh, interesting. It's what the bees use as their glue. Okay. So bees are funny. <laughs> they like to glue everything together inside of a hive. You will get in a hive and you will be prying to get that hive lid open even. Oh, Because they have propolis shut the lid. Right. They propolis the boxes together. They propolis everything in there together. Wow. They like it tight space, and they like that propolis because it's antibacterial. Yes. And they know it. Mm-hmm. So they, they basically coat their hive in it. 
Oh, that's fascinating. And it's awesome, but it's tricky for us beekeepers because we are literally out there prying, prying, prying. Which is taking a lot of time. And the bees are saying, what are you doing? Yes, which is why I tell people, don't get into your hive more than a couple times a month because you're breaking on that seal. Yeah. Then they got to remake the seal. And what are they not doing? They're not out getting honey. Yes, absolutely. Well, I remember I was taking propolis for a while and, um, you know, it came in a liquid. You put it in the water. And the person who was telling me about it said, pick one cup. (laughs) (laughs) That is your only, that's all you're going to use it for. And she was absolutely right because it just. It is the glueiest glue. It is the glueiest glue. Yes. And that's the same with uh, your wax. Pick one crock pot. Because <laughs> that's going to be your wax crock pot. You're not going to be able to use anything else with this crock pot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so how do they produce the wax? Out of their, They have glands. Um, it comes kind of out of their stomachs. Oh, my gosh. Just like we have, kind of gross, but just like we have wax in our ears. Yeah. They just produce the wax. Oh, interesting. And yeah. they build things with it. Mm-hmm. Right in these little the cells in the in the bee com- or in the honeycomb. This is where they live. That's where they lay their their right. That's where the queen lays the eggs. Oh my That's gosh. where they store the honey, the pollen. Right. Yeah. All in the honeycomb. Mm-hmm. And then there's royal jelly. Mm-hmm. And what is that? So royal jelly is something the nurse bees secrete, and ah. they feed the eggs. Yeah. Um, for so many days, and then that they get shut off from the royal jelly. The queens fed royal jelly the whole time. Oh my Which God. creates a queen. That's what makes a queen. Okay. She gets the royal jelly oh for, for a long for a long period. It develops her ovaries, basically. This is so fascinating. Yeah. I can't even tell you. And then the bee pollen. Mm-hmm. So um, of course you see this in health food stores, mm-hmm. and it's granular. So and I know that the granules of this bee pollen are not what I see in the flowers. Correct, because what they're doing is they are diving headfirst into a flower, and they're getting that pollen all over their body. Mm -hmm. And then they're spending however long to put that pollen into these little things we call pollen bags. And they fly home with these pollen bags full of pollen. Okay. So they're cleaning, they're like basically, like imagine pouring flour all over yourself Mm -hmm. and being covered in it, and then... Um, cleaning up all that all that flour into a couple bags. Wow! Because they can't if they fly with all that pollen on, they're just it's just going to fall off. Okay. So sure. they're kind of storing it into their little until purses. They get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until they get home. Until they so, get home. So it's all collected and compacted into mm-hmm. these granules that we yes. take. And so, of course, I would imagine that would be very beneficial for people with allergies. It is, and there are pollen traps that beekeepers can use to trap it. Oh, interesting. It kind of just scrapes it off their legs as they're walking into the hive. Sure. Um, I leave them the pollen Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like there's a lot of pollen in local honey. You don't really need pollen by itself unless you literally can't stand the taste of honey, which... I wouldn't really want to know anybody that couldn't stand. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It has a very distinct flavor. Yeah. But it's a very pleasant flavor. It's very good. I just bought honey ice cream. Yes. At the grocery store yes. last night. I can't wait to try it. I, was I would love to do that. Night. Yeah. I would love to do that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> just honey and ice cream are two combinations that can't can't go wrong with either. So right. together, I can't even imagine what that. Right. Yeah. It sounded so good. I think it was even salted caramel flavored honey ice cream. What? Oh, wow. I mean. That sounds good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't bring any for the show today? I, what was I thinking? Oh, my goodness. 
I could talk about this all day. I do find it fascinating. I think I'm going to have to probably start this on my own. So I'll, I'm sure I'll have to hit you up about yes. starting a hive. And we need to get you into a suit and you need to come out yes. and get into a hive. Oh, that sounds this so spring. fascinating. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, maybe we could do this on location. Yes, that would be I'm really good. I'm just thinking out loud here. That would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and you teach classes. You've got a giveaway coming up. I do. So if you go on to my Facebook, the Kansas Bee Company. Kansas Bee Company. Uh, there is a Master Hive Kit giveaway. One of those awesome. Kit, yeah, I'm giving a whole entire kit away. And the kit includes a hive. All the bees for the hive. Mm-hmm. The suit. Mm-hmm. Tools. And a class. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's a huge It's a huge gift. giveaway. Yeah. So you have to go and like the page. Like the page and follow the page. And then there's a post pinned at the top that you have to share. Because it's kind awesome. of a breakdown of what all I sell. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Oh, that's to enter. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so go and do that. We've rearranged some things so that your episode's coming out just in a couple weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that we still have time for the giveaway. And the giveaway is what date? Uh, we're doing it on the 1st. On the 1st. one one twenty at 11.20. Oh, I love <laughs> Live. That. We're going to draw a name live. I love yeah. it. And the, it's a really great way to um, start the year off, I think. It is. And and people are so excited about this giveaway. Mm-hmm. I have about 280 shares, I think, Oh, so my far. gosh. So, yeah. please, if you're listening, if you're watching, please go out to Christine's Facebook page, Kansas Bee Company. Like, share the pinned post. And cross your fingers. Stay tuned on June, uh, January first. Yes, to uh, to find out about that. I think yep. that's fine. And you've got classes coming up as well. Got classes coming up in January. I've got. I'm looking at more introduction to beekeeping classes. So you definitely want to follow your Facebook yes. page for that. Yes, definitely want to follow me because I'm always posting classes and I post interesting things about bees. So bees are freaking interesting. Yeah. I had no idea just how much they were interesting, but. Follow Christine on Facebook, and you'll find out how interesting these are. And then um, you've got a class January 11th. January 11th. In Clay County? In Harrisonville. Harrisonville. Mm -hmm. Ha Ville. Harrisonville. And Missouri. And then um, you're also looking for places to teach classes. I am always looking for places. I'm working on setting one up in Olathe. But I really want to get out to KCK. I want to hit all pockets. Right. Last year I did 11 of them. That's fantastic. Yeah, That's all over. Almost one a month. It was exhausting, but I, I loved can every minute of it. Oh, that's wonderful. So, if you're in the Kansas City area, and of course we've got listeners, viewers all over the world, but if you're in the Kansas City area, please follow uh, this exciting company and, and take a class because it sounds like so much fun. But wherever you are in the world, bees are important. Find a local resource, if not to grow your own hive and maintain your own hive then just buy local honey that's a very important thing and please plant flowers mm-hmm. everybody loves flowers but especially the bees mm-hmm. all right well christine thank you so thank much you. for being on this was so much fun i learned a lot appreciate it thank you so much for having me you bet Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. 
to learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm. 